Hey everybody, this is your boy Garrett J. White, founder of Wake Up Warrior and the author of the book Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. Welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this, speaking to dead people. Sit back and relax and welcome to today's Daily Fire. All right, my friends, so I've had uh, I've had two interesting experiences here over the past uh, couple weeks, and I was going to share, I'm going to share both of them with you. One was in a cemetery, walking around a cemetery and reading headstones. Right, it seems like a normal activity, and I'm not even saying that joking, right? It's, it's nothing like extraordinary about it. You're walking around in this place where there are these concrete and rock and brick headstones that say a person's name and a date they were born and a date they died, and in between those, a dash. And the only difference between every headstone, one to the other, was the length and duration of the dash between when they were born and when they died and that dash in between. So I'm walking around and um, I'm having these, these experiences emotionally and literally feel that I'm having conversations. Um, and I know it sounds insane, and um, yet it was real for me. Having conversations with these individuals whose energy was still inside of this physical place who had been alive and now no longer were, at least in the physical plane. They weren't here physically in the body, but they were definitely there. And I was having this conversation and experience with them. And inside of that conversation and experience I'm having, I start to reflect on my own life. And isn't that the interesting piece about death is that death of another tends to awaken a sense of life inside of yourself. It awakens a sense of concern and question inside of yourself. Right? Notice when you, when you hear about somebody passing away or somebody dying, notice where your first thoughts go. They don't go to that person, they go to yourself. See, when we're confronted with mortality inside of another person, that mortality and the way that we're confronted with it ultimately challenges us. It challenges us to go to a whole nother level. It challenges us to see things from a different place. It challenges us to create from a different place. It challenges us to be okay with this idea that our lives, our lives are finite. Our physical lives are finite. Our spiritual lives are infinite. But our finite experience of being a human being in the physical body is finite. This means it's limited. It's limited. And the one thing I was thinking is I'm walking around the cemetery and I'm looking at all of these individuals like, yes, one distinction was the dash, the distance between the death and the birth of a person. But then I started asking myself another question. How many of these people actually lived? And I'm not talking about breathing and having a heartbeat and a pulse. I'm talking about actually living. And so the principle for you today is simply this. The principle comes down to you can live You can be alive, excuse me, you can be alive, yet never have lived. You can be alive, yet never have lived. You can be alive, yet never have lived. Like, look at at this, look at this lineup of you can be alive, but never have lived. This piece and this foundational play is profound in the way that it hits me. Think about that dash, that dash between the birth and the death of a human being. All human beings do not live the same depth of life. Day to day, there are people who live shallow as hell. Do not do much, do not create much, have not pushed much, and their lives have become nothing more than a karmic cul-de-sac of repeating, rep- repeating patterns of the past decade in the same fucking situation today as they were 10 years ago. Maybe you are that person. 
You look at your body and you're like, really? Am I actually living? You look at your being and your spirituality trapped inside of a dogma and a belief system that keeps you trapped and held hostage. Maybe you're even searching for salvation and yet you still feel like a slave and you're like, what am I supposed to do with this? My only question for you is, do you live? You're in a relationship in which you refuse to continue to challenge things. You don't challenge your marriage. You don't challenge your kids. You don't challenge yourself. And so you end up in stuck in the same mundane patterns of wah, 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 wah. In business and money, you don't challenge yourself in those areas either. And so you want everything. You want the money. You want the wealth. You want the prosperity. But you're unwilling to change. You're unwilling to even live. You're unwilling to even try. So my question as we wrap up today's Daily Fire is this. Where in your world across body, being, balance, and business do you currently find yourself dead even though you're alive? And know that it's time to start living. Pull out your warm up and your weapon, aka journal your pen, write that area down, and then write down what's the first thing you can start doing to start living today, my friends. That's all I got for you. This is Garrett Wise signing off, saying love and light. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire, a parable and a principle. Up next is the daily fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book. So if you don't have a copy of the warrior book, well, guess what? Although this next daily fuel is going to be powerful, it won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child... Is going to help you either way. So, with or without the book, here we go. And welcome to this section known as the Daily Fuel. All right, my friends. So, we are sitting in an uh, extended conversation from our parable today, which is you can be alive yet never have lived. And we reference tombstones and walking around and conversations. Um, conversations with dead people, which sounds like a crazy thing. And people hear that and they're like, you're out of your mind. I get it. Let's take this principle, though. You can be alive, yet never have lived. You can be alive, yet never have lived. And we're going to link this up to chapter 23 inside the Warrior Book, page 304. So we're going to take that. We're going to link it up. And off we go. Abraham Lincoln's going to start us off with a quote today. And he said, nearly all men can stand adversity. But if you want to test a man's character, give him power. If you want to test a man's character, give him power. So we come back to this principle then, you can be alive yet never have lived. And the process of life itself is interesting because the process of life demands from us a whole bunch of shit. Some of the things that it actually demands from us blows will blow your mind, right? And mine. It's a very interesting game. What, what, what is it that life actually demands from us? Like if we look at this and we truly step back and take a look at this, what, what is it that's demanded of you and I inside this conversation of life? Well, one is to overcome adversity and two, that through overcoming adversity, we obtain power. Right, isn't that interesting? The nearly all man can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, you can power. But how do you find that power? You actually come to understand yourself. You come to understand you. I'm going to have you consider that you can live and yet never have lived. You can be alive but never have lived because the process of life itself comes down to the purpose that you see inside of life. So my question for you is what is the purpose of life to you? Like if you were to actually summarize it down, what is the purpose of life inside of your world? What is the purpose of living to you? See, for me, what I came to find is the purpose of life for me was expansion, was to grow, to become more today than I was yesterday, that that was the process of life, was to expand. That was who we are. That was how we operated. That was the process of progress, was expansion. 
And that expansion itself was all about creating an opportunity inside of all of our lives to be able to become more today than we were yesterday. So part of how we do that is through the core four game. Part of the core four game is about learning to deal with the adversity, but also be able to take on the game of power and to test our own characters with a rise in power. Core four does this. Let's start off here in verse four or verse one. And specifically, we're looking at balance in the conversation of power. And we're looking at balance in the conversation of leveraging stacking tools with yourself to actually pull this off. Now, if we back up, we talked about this yesterday, the core four itself inside of the balance quadrant is about sending two texts every day, one to a person who matters, aka wife or husband, two, sending a message to your children. And so we have these two conversations, one to your children and one to yourself, back and forth and back and forth, these two games, these two conversations. Now you take those two, sending a message to your wife, sending a message to your children, and we're making deposits every single day. If you do two of these, you get half a point for one, half a point for another, for a total point of one point inside the balance quadrant. Add that point to what's going on inside a body with fitness and fuel. Add that point to what's going on in, in, in being with meditation and memoir, and you have a total points of three. Okay, half a point, half a point, half a point, half a point. But I'm gonna take this a little bit further today, and we're gonna talk about this in relationship to power with yourself. Because one of the power points that I give myself inside of balance is oftentimes the person I'm texting is myself. But the way that I'm texting myself is through a powerful tool known as a stack, which we've already covered here a few weeks ago. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, I've covered multiple times already. The Attack with a Stack process, which is available on July 4th at attackwithastack.com. And uh, the software, the book, the manual, the training, the system around how to use the stacking Software. So here we go, verse number one. I remember the first time I had a conversation about discovering the value in me. It was back in 2002 or so. I was sitting in an abundance workshop listening to the training of financial advisor Les McGuire, and it was bringing up these topics of how I needed to invest in me, that I was an asset if I valued myself enough to invest in myself. Invest in you. I thought this sounded like a really good idea, but how do I do it? One, study. I've got to study things that challenge the way I think. Two, start changing what I believe is true. Now, the crazy thing about our worldview is that it operates like a projector inside of a movie theater, projecting the image onto the screen. No matter what we do in life, if we get pissed off about what's on the, proje- what's on the projection, only you as an individual can decide if the screen needs to change. The construction crews will come in, knock the walls down, replace the screen, but the image on the screen will still be the, proje- the proje- projection of the same story. Let's say you get divorced and find a new wife or cheat on your wife the currently with, or you currently have, thinking the answer is a different woman. You know that change needs to occur, so you attempt it with another woman. Change the screen. To change the way you see the world, then get pissed when the story remains the same. But that's not quite what Gandhi had in mind when he said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Which means if you want to change what's in the projection, we cannot change the thinking that's being projected. We must change the projection itself. If I'm watching a lame-ass movie, the only way to stop watching it is to change the movie. During my facade years, I was in survival mode. I had no idea how to deal with the darkness inside of me. So instead, I suppressed and then covered it up with a suit, only to get angry at the screen for what I was projecting. As I mentioned earlier in the book, I then got angry at my wife, children, friends, and clients. I got angry at people outside of me thinking the problem was the screen. I played this projection game all over in life, projecting my own bullshit onto other human beings. Yet at the same time, I had this other gift, my ability and capacity to see possibility in other people's lives that they couldn't see for themselves. This is why I've always been a great coach. Whether it's in athletics, it's a business owner, leader, or motivator, it's a natural gift for me to see in others, but at the same time, I was also a really good destroyer. Never once, though, through the entire system, had I ever questioned my own projection. I'd lived almost 35 years believing that the problem was the screen and that those, and those that were on it. I never considered taking care of me. There was the idea inserted years ago by Les McGuire about how I, would, how I needed to invest in myself and see my own value. 
I learned that I cannot see the value in me until I deal with issues of the stories I created around me. You have to be a master of your own domain and shift your mind in order to change the image on the screen. You must be able to change the way you see in order to follow Gandhi's teachings to be the change you wish to see in the world. If you don't like the projection, the key to changing the image dwells within me. I am able to change my reality once I give myself permission. I do not need to wait for someone else to change me or give me permission to change. I don't need to wait for anyone else to tell me something that would cause me to change. The change I'm searching for is a change that I can manifest and create inside my own life. Only I have the power to do this. I was telling a fucking story that was putting me in my own prison cell. Jesus sat there in the Bible and Christian scripture saying, the keys of the kingdom of heaven are found within. If you seek me, you shall find me. If you ask, you shall receive. If you knock, it shall be open unto you. The end. It wasn't until I began studying Buddhism and Hinduism that I really started to understand this projection conversation. That the war that I was really waging was not a war of me against anybody else. It was a war inside of me. This really started to drive home as I began to study the Bhagavad Gita, the books of scripture, the Gandhi statement began to inspire inside of me that I followed this pursuit to study the books that inspired him to lead a revolution. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause on this. I'm not going to go as far. The, the entire story speeds forward. If you've never read the, read the Bhagavad Gita before, uh, the Bhagavad Gita is a book of, you know, of Hindu scripture. It's an amazing and powerful, powerful tool. And uh, this tool itself, I studied, I've studied for years and years and years, like uh, almost a decade I've studied from those writings. And one of the principles inside of it is about life. And our principle today that we're dealing with is you can be alive yet have never lived. And so when we deal with the balanced conversation in core four, we're experiencing a new level of life, which is an appreciation for our wife, appreciation for our children, appreciation for our husband, appreciation for ourselves. But part of that appreciation for yourself is actually coming to understand yourself and understanding why you feel what you feel, understand why you project the way you project, understanding that the world that you see is not the world that is, it's simply the world that is for you. And this is why you can be alive yet never have lived because you don't recognize that you have the power to change that projection. That you hold the keys inside of your own heart, keys inside of your own mind to build and to create a life that actually would work for you a life that would create profound impact for you, a life that would change the way that you see the world. But in order to pull this off, in order to bring about this kind of change, in order to make this happen, guess what's gonna have to change with you? You're gonna have to actually enter into a space inside of your life that you're willing to investigate this projection, that you're willing to look at it, that you're willing to ask questions, that you're willing to challenge it, that you're willing to put yourself into a space and a place where life itself can actually begin to work but work in a way where you get to feel alive. You can be alive yet never have lived. And what we find here in living the warrior's way is we actually start to live. We're all alive, but very few of us are living. And the reason we're not living is because we're just having no growth inside of ourselves. We don't understand what's happening with us. And so while we can send text messages to our wife, to our children inside of the core four game, the thing I'm going to have to consider in today's fuel is this, is that one of the places where you get to experience a lot of this power is going to be in the gratitude, appreciation, and understanding of yourself. This comes down to using tools like the stack, the mega stack, angry stack, the happy stack, the gratitude stack, the production stack, using these stacking tools to be able to support you in the investigation of you. My friends, you can be alive, yet never have lived. The question is, what do you choose? I'm out of here. This is Gary Joy signing off, saying love and like. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night.
So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.